With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I like the city I've been browsed. Treading water that they drown. My head on a swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Got fantasy injuries? Call the law firm of Smash, Hampton, and Royer back again, baby. And, you know, we are coming out to you, you know, midday here because of the Cooper Cup news, because of all the, you know, the Zach Ertz news, all these injuries that are coming out there. For the four or five of you that actually watch on YouTube, we got the suits on. John and I are just hitting you up midday here for episode 111, you know, and I'm super excited and at the same time. Super upset because the the news about Cooper Cup this morning, like right before we came on, you're talking high ankle injury, high ankle sprain. You're going to be like, yeah, you know, maybe maybe three, four weeks, six at the max. And John, now they're saying it's it's surgery, it's season ending. And you're just, if you are a win now team, this is the biggest blow we've had all season. This is just, this is devastating to a lot of people moving into week 11. Need help? Got injury problems? Call the Smash Law Firm. We want to help you smash and cash. Dial 444-444-4444. It's all the fours. You know what I mean? And that's, I think this Easy episode, sometimes, yeah. it's we'll become you a year, this has become a yearly episode where you and I yeah, we put the suits on. I feel like it's more for us. <laughs> then, yeah, it is. But it we, is. Yeah. we really want to talk to you guys about, you know, like what we've been talking about on Smash Accept, and it's a biggest brand thing is is insulating our trades and and putting ourselves into a situation where we we are buying players at the right time. We're insulating with picks. That's right. And John, I mean, just last week we were out here saying, you know what, guys, these are the guys you should be buying. I was advocating buying Justin Fields on the high. You can't afford mm-hmm. him now. You just yeah. can't. Like, you know, I was advocating going out and getting Jeff Wilson for a pair of thirds, which I did everywhere. He comes out, Boom. puts up 26 fantasy points, you know, and just crazy. Christian Kirk, again, I bought yeah. him for a 23 second. He's the wide receiver seven on the season. Mung hit on Elijah Mitchell, where Elijah yeah. Mitchell had 18 fantasy points with, with Christian McCaffrey in the lineup. God knows what will happen if McCaffrey gets hurt. I mean, that's through the roof. You hit on Rashad White and a few others, yeah. and it was like – We've been telling you who to buy and when to buy them and the way that we insulate things. I mean, I, I think even yeah. as, as two weeks ago, I was talking about selling Cooper Cup for, for DeAndre Hopkins in a 23 first. And we're going to allude to these 23 firsts. That trade can't be done anymore. But it's like we keep preaching to you guys, insulate the value, especially on running backs that are volatile or even wide receivers that are getting into this this age group here like Cooper Cup. And it, I mean, it hurts because what do we yeah. do now? I mean, you know, let's talk about it first right. from a win perspective, John. Is mm-hmm. you have you and I have I look today, I only have three shares of Cooper Cup, but they're all win now teams. And I yeah. know you have them on win now teams, and it's like what's running through your head right now? Like how are you going about doing this? Because chances are if you're on a win now team, you don't have your twenty three first. And if you do, more power to you because you can play with that. But what are you doing with Cooper Cup if you're on a contending team? What's the first instinct in your head? Yeah, this is a real kick to the cup, no question about it. (laughs) We're here to help. Uh, No, I think that you you really want to start looking around to see what other teams in your league, and this is the beauty of Dynasty. There's always going to be teams that are rebuilding or punting. Do they have any assets that you could send Cup for, right? And you're looking for, what do you think? dad like 80 percent of what cup could give you right i'm i'm 100 for that and we talk like, about that when you're what you can and, yeah and i think the trickiest part there is 80 percent of cup is like 
if you're saying you want 80% of cup production, you rule out all but like four guys. You yeah, know, like that that's, that's the hardy part. You know, yeah. that's the part that's but or you got to look pieces, at it, right? Yeah. I mean, we always reference dynasty trade calculator, but today I pulled up keep trade cut because a lot of guys in the Patreon are like they they're like, "Hey, we can take a lot of advantage on there." They have instantly updated. They've moved Cooper Cup to wide receiver 9. You know, okay. it's Jefferson, Chase, Waddle, Brown, Hill, Diggs, Lamb. They've moved Olave over Cup. You know, and then there's there's those guys in that wow. next area where they have Amon Ross St. Brown, T. Higgins, DK Metcalf, all in that similar type area, you know, and I, I think it gets tricky here, right? Because we're really trying to take the value of Cooper Cup and try to get as much as we can and still remain competitive. Yeah, that's right. And you know, find those maybe wide receiver twos that you might be interested in. Maybe someone that still has some longevity in the league. A lot of times with wide receivers, you can do that. Or if you, you did insulate your picks or you have depth on your roster like we've been advocating for, you may already have a couple of startable wide receivers and you pivot off of them to other flex players. You go get some running backs. Or like we like you and I were just talking about, maybe it's somebody like Nuke or Keenan Allen that's coming back that has a value dip that you could take advantage of, right? Those are the kinds of moves that you got to be looking at right now, um, just depending on your roster construction, right? And those are the two guys that I'm like literally – and we even talked about it last week. It's like those are two guys that I think if you're on a contender, you're not going to get better value than than Nuke right now. And I think you know, yeah. I am in a position now where I have a contending team and I went out there and you don't just you, – you can't – trade Cooper Cup to another competitive team. But what you can really sell and where you can really make the money, make things back, is I went through on my three teams and I said, guys, there are six of you guys going for the 101 right now. You know, like there are six playoff teams and then there's, the, every league has at least three guys going for the 101. And I said, hey, why don't you trade for Cooper Cup? Because what that's going to do is you will have a wide receiver one next year because I understand, you know, the age is there. He's going to be 30 years old, and that's definitely. But if you're even on a rebuilding team, that is an instant asset that is going to appreciate in value. Trading for someone doesn't mean that that's that guy that's on your team for 10 years. We're looking for a guy that's going to have that value that, you know, it is, is something that you can move later. So I said, you're going to get the 101. Who wants Cooper Cup? You know, and I started getting some offers. And I, you know, I'm talking to one guy about Derrick Henry, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. like, that's another depreciating asset where on a rebuilding yeah. team, Derrick Henry is going to have less value than Cooper Cup next year because then we're looking at a, you know, 28 year running back yeah. versus a 30 year old wide so. receiver. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's more what I'm looking at is I'm trying to fill right. in, I'm looking at the wide receivers and it's, it's a, it's it's nearly impossible to replicate Cooper Cup. You know, if you can go mm-hmm. to a guy who might be four and six at this point, John, and you say, you know what, I'm going to yeah. give you Cup in a second for digs. I think that's the biggest win you can possibly have. I don't know if you can get that. That's what I'm right. trying. I right. might try Cup and a little bit plus for Tyreek Hill. You know, I might try Cup and a, a pair of thirds for Devontae Adams. I think there's some right. value to be had with with Chris Godwin, I think there's some value to be had, you know, in that mm-hmm. area, but it's very difficult, right? Because this is a guy that you put on your team to absolutely smash a guy that you were trying to fill in there. And maybe you can't trade Cooper cup. Maybe you can just try to try to fill in. And I mean, for me, I'm looking here at wide receivers like Tyler Lockett, who's really outperformed, who's still cheap. We always talk about how cheap Christian Kirk is. He's the wide yeah. receiver seven. I mean, he is a mm-hmm. wide receiver one that you can get for a 23 second plus, you know, and not a lot on top of that. Um, you know, Tyler Lockett, like I said, is he's got 54 receptions, 640 yards. That's a guy that you can definitely get for a second round pick. We talked about Tyler Boyd before. Uh, in one of the leagues where I'm actually – I'm not in it. I offered Brandon Ayuk in a second. So you might be able to go that way. I mean, mm-hmm. you can fill in with an Alan Lazard. You can fill in with Mike Williams, who's coming off injury this week. You can fill in with Keenan Allen, who's coming off injury this week. Yeah, get creative. I, I think that's the key to it all, John, is like, right, you can't just say, all right, I lost Cooper Cup. I'm going to do this, you know. Right, From my contending right. teams, where I had Cooper Cup, I'm I'm trying to, I, I looked at Diggs. I looked at Hopkins. I'm making an offer for Hopkins. I also made a look to 
you know, I talked about Derrick Henry. I made a look towards Christian McCaffrey. I offered cup in a second for McCaffrey. You know, like you have to look at everyone else's roster and really this is why yeah. we're trying to bring out ideas because this yeah, is exactly. one of those scenarios. You lose Jamar Chase, guess what? The other eleven offer the other eleven teams still want Jamar Chase. Cooper Cup is a lot more difficult of a move to try to create and week eleven. I mean we're looking four weeks away from the playoffs. You know, it, it's it's that area of the year where you got to make or break. You got to make that decision. And maybe you're that guy, and I'm not trying to go long winded on this one, but maybe you're that guy who's five and five, you know, mm-hmm. and you're like, you know what, my team, the potential points aren't there. I'm struggling week to week, but I'm fringe playoffs. Why don't I just trade Devontae Adams in a second for Cooper Cup in a first? That guy's going right. to take it because he wants to move forward. And then you flip Devontae Adams to another contender mm-hmm. and you just keep cascading that trade and winning and getting yourself ready for 2023 because john you have to assess am i top three right now exactly am i top three or four you know just beat me to it i mean number one you never want to panic sell you want to take a step back take a deep breath and look at your roster if you're still competing and you probably are if you have cup on your team do you have any picks left that you could move you could package cup with and get something Mm -hmm. closer to his value i like that move if you don't have any picks left you're targeting those five and five, four and six type teams, and you're looking for assets that you can get back. Like you said, a couple of those wide receivers might be worth it. Or, you know, you look at a running back, you look at some of these guys that may have a dip in the value, get a couple of those assets back. But definitely make a judgment call based on where you are in the season. And like you said, if you really don't think that you have what it takes to, to land in the top three, now might be the time to, you know, take take the other direction and start rebuilding. And um, again, like transitioning here though, on you know my Smash Five team where I'm in a first year punt, I just made an offer for Cooper Cup. In fact, I just offered Deontay Johnson in a second. I think that's fair, right? I think that could be an interesting offer for the other team that's contending in that situation. Those are the kinds of things I'd be looking to do. I think, again, Cooper Cup is signed for a number of years out through, mm-hmm. I think, 25 or 2026. 20, he's getting up there, but the way that he runs routes, he doesn't take a lot of big hits. He's yeah. always open. And this isn't he an has, ACL tear. This is like this no. is a high ankle sprain, a very minimal he can get surgery. get back to 100%. Yeah. He'll be absolutely. back to 100% by Super Bowl time. You know what I mean? Totally, like, they're not totally. going to the Super Bowl. But you know what I mean? This isn't an injury where we're talking nine months. You know, like, this is something will be a blip on the radar yeah. when you go in. Yeah, I literally just got an offer in. A guy offered me Tua, Derrick Henry, and Hopkins for Stafford Cup in the 103. And it's like, you you know, we held on yeah, to these wow. pi- we, we held on to these picks for a reason and now's right. that time and John mm-hmm. you Mung and I have really been saying that where it's like these picks are important man you get those 23 oh, yeah. first you insulate your roster the other thing I'd like to say to someone that's competitive and you, maybe you're six and four five and five and you got Cooper Cup and you can get you can get maybe Christian Kirk in a 24 first you know like those 24 yeah, first, the first they yeah. have not caught up yet in value you know and that's that's where we're where we're at here I'm not I would be buying and selling Cooper Cup hit us up with those trades on yes. him no matter what you know we're trying to get out there ahead and and give you guys that content but John before we yeah. get to the other injuries I mean this is week 11 you know episode 111 week 11 timed it out great uh but this is one thing that I do on my rosters right now where we're at a spot here and it, this is just week 11 has Tampa Bay. It has, you know, the Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Miami, and this is either the last time to buy or the last time to sell Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, Tom Brady, you know, the, these guys in that area, you, you know, you're not trying to mm-hmm. panic sell Waddle if you're not going to make the playoffs and you're not trying to, to panic yeah. sell Travis Etienne. But I mean, like if you're five and five, you have to win this week. And I target those teams when I'm Absolutely. at the top. I'm like, you know what? This guy's got Mike Evans on by this week. This guy's got Tyreek Hill on by this week. If he loses, he puts himself two games out of the playoffs, but I'm up there at the top, you know, nine and two, 10 and one where I can just, or you know what I'm saying? Like in that area where I can just literally make an offer where I'm offering him 80% production yes. for yes. Tyreek Hill and disguise it in a way where it's like, you know what? I'm going to give you player X and player Y for Tyreek Hill 
And to him, he's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to probably win this week. But Tyreek Hill is that biggest difference maker where, I, dude, I want him. You know, like, yeah. I want Tyreek Hill Heck back yeah. on my teams, you know. And I, I think his, his dynasty value is going to – it's going to dip in the offseason. But, like, this is that last opportunity, and I think people forget about it. They're like, oh, it's week 11. Not much going on in fantasy if I'm not in it or I'm not out of it. It's like, dude, there's always times to make trades, and now is that time. I love that strategy. That is such a great tactic to take. Definitely go take a look at the teams that absolutely need a win to stay in contention and go, yeah, make some offers. Make some offers for Tua and Tyreek Hill. Like you talked about last week, maybe it's the last time to buy Jeff Wilson after he Mm -hmm. essentially took over that backfield. And, yeah, like you said, look for those other buys as well. Could be Mike Evans, could be Rashad White one last time mm-hmm. to get him for a team that and the needs beat, someone else to put in a lineup. Yeah. Beat writers are saying that it, he might be taken over. Like yeah, I, it, I read it, today, it looks like, like it. it looks like he might straight up be taken over. So do not sell Rashad White. I would, I would, oh man, you're going to hate me on this. I would probably pay a late 24 first. I would love okay, to give okay. a pair of 23 twos. I'm not giving a 23 right. first. But, I mean, I've gotten a lot of yeah. offers of, like, Kadarius Tony straight up for him and things like that. And I'm kind of holding on because I think White's value is, is going to Yeah, I to agree. Totally continuously... agree. my buy last week. For, exactly. For He's going to continuously climb. And to your point, if you go out there and offer a pair of threes for Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, you know, like, these guys, are Dante Foreman, that can be a fill-in. For Cooper Cup, you know what? We're not mm-hmm. saying go out and sell Cooper Cup for pennies on the dollar, but if you can get three quarters for a dollar, you know, and still mm-hmm. be in contention, I think that is something you at least have to, you know, kick the tires on and That's just experiment it. with. It. the The next injury, and this one, this one hurts a lot as well. You know, like this is a guy, and you know, another reason why you don't give up too early. You know, we had an incident in Smash One where someone just blew up their team because they said that guy is the guy who's now in first, you know, which is you're in first and the guy who's in second, uh, Dragers, a great guy. Yep. They're like, I can't win. I'm going to blow up my team. Well, that guy lost Cooper Cup and now Dallas Goddard for extended time. I mean, mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard mm-hmm. went down with a shoulder injury, says, you know, the report as of right now, the injury is not expected to be season ending. He could return, you know, ahead of the postseason. But we're looking at, you're probably without Dallas Goddard for your fantasy playoffs, or at least you know these next four weeks until you get into that playoffs, and then you're in a in a sticky situation, right, where you're trying to figure out what do I do here, you know. On and adding on top of that, because if you're in a two tight end league, I feel for you because I have I have both these guys in two tight end leagues, but now Zach Ertz oh, officially done for the season, you know, and he he has that yeah. knee injury, 32 years old. You know, he was a top five fantasy tight end. I'm not advocating going out there and, and buying Zach Ertz because this is this one hurts. This one hurts really bad. But what we have to do now is figure out what's the next step. I mean, the tight end position is so, so tight. I have a short list, a short, short list of who I'm buying at the tight end position because it's gross, John. I mean, oh, it's wasteland now. Yeah, it's you rough. know, it was Kelsey Andrews. You could throw in Goddard and and uh, and Ertz in there, but I mean, for me, he continues to be my biggest buy. I got another share today. I traded Brevin Jordan in two thirds for David Njoku. David yeah. Njoku was the tight like end it. eight. And he's going to get Deshaun Watson back. Yes, sir. You know, it looks like David Njoku is going to play this week. Cole Komet has been a top yeah, like five that. tight end over the last two weeks. And there's uh, J- Jawan Johnson has got back-to-back games. I know he's somebody you turned us on as onto in the preseason, you know, where it was oh, yeah. a guy that you were, we were stashing. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple other young guys that I know you like as well. It's like tight end is going to be such a crapshoot. There is not that veteran you can go buy. I mean, maybe you get Evan Ingram for a pair of fours, but I mean, I would rather take a shot on some of these younger guys that at least have some upside to go with it. Yeah. How about Dolchich in Denver or Otten in Tampa Bay? I I know Otten's going to be on a buy, but those are two emerging tight ends that have really Mm -hmm. looked good on the field. Definitely passed the eye test, getting the playing time, earning the respect of their quarterbacks, and it's surprisingly, Dolcich has been like uh, a clear tight end one for this year. So yeah, those are a couple of options you might be able to sneak for not a lot of value, frankly. I like it. And yeah. 
we, we, we referenced keep trade cut and I don't want to speak ill of any company or anything like that, but I'm looking and this is a, another tool, right? Mm-hmm. We say dynasty trade calculator can be a tool. Twitter's a tool. We're a tool. You know, I've been called a tool before, but <laughs> we're looking at right now. They have Greg Dolchich as tight end. One, two, three, four, tight end nine, Isaiah likely as tight end 10 above Dalton Schultz. Cole Komet, David Njoku, Darren Waller, mm-hmm. you know, Dawson Knox is another guy, Kate Otten. I mean, the tight end position is gross. Maybe we go out and we try to buy Trey McBride, you know, on some upside. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, it's going to be a, a very difficult fix for you to mm-hmm. replace Dallas Goddard, especially in two tight end leagues. It's going to be a very difficult task for you to replace Zach Ertz. And I, I, it's just going to be tough. The biggest takeaway for me is when Dallas Goddard went down, Devonta Smith bounced back, right? Devonta Smith has kind of been a forgotten guy. He's in that wide receiver 30 range, but he had a fantastic game last night. Mm -hmm. And I think he's going to be the biggest beneficiary of the Dallas Goddard injury. He's a guy that I think you can go out there and, and you might be able to get a little bit plus, you know, Cooper Cup for Devonta Smith and a little bit because I think that would be, you know, give you that insulation and still some production here. But initial thoughts on these these tight ends and it's like, you know, in the off chance that Cooper that that Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey are not on contending teams, you can go after them. But let's be honest, they are. Yeah, this is really tough and the tight end landscape, to your point, was already so brutal to begin with. But it's so important, right? If you're in a tight end premium league or a two tight end league, um, you know you're gonna you're gonna have to do something there. So, some some guys that I also think you could look at maybe T.J. Hawkinson, and you know his value has been kind of down for a while um, there. But in in the, the new team with Minnesota, he's been getting peppered with targets. He's been doing quite well there. Um, two weeks in a row, it looks like he might even become like the number two target even Mm -hmm. more than Adam Thielen. So, you know, that's another one to look at. You mentioned Trey McBride. I think that he's pretty solid. He was essentially the top tight end um, in terms of uh, the the overall talent and and ranking out of that 2022 rookie class. So that's another one that's interesting as well for me. Um, But yeah, we've kind of touched on some of the other guys to look at. You got to go make some kind of move there. And, and kind of pivot off to something that you could get for a decent value. So stay active and kind of look at some of those other teams that might have a veteran tight end on a rebuild roster, something along those those lines that you can go make a move for. Yeah, it, it's going to get trickier and trickier as the stretch goes down. Uh, just saw some breaking news that Marquise Brown's foot is getting close to return. They say he might be back by week 14. You know, And I think that's someone that we've talked about stashing and we're going to do another podcast Absolutely. later tonight. But Marquise yeah. Brown and Jamison Williams are guys that we were we we're talking on there. Sticking with Arizona, Kyler Murray's hamstring, he's, he remains day-to-day. You know, And I think uh, him being able to run full out on the field is something that they're really trying to make sure he's able to do. But that man, I mean, without Kyler Murray, you saw Hopkins still got his 19 fantasy points. Hopkins is going to eat no matter what. Right. But you have to be a little bit worried about Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray is, you know, has been up and down this year. Yeah. Without him being able to run, this is a situation, John, where I am, I mean, you know, in April I was advocating for getting Jalen Hurts plus for Kyler Murray. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm trading Kyler Murray plus to get Jalen Hurts, or I am trading, I think you're past the point where you can get Justin Fields. We talked about that two weeks ago where I was mm-hmm. panicking on Kyler Murray and trading him for Fields plus. Now I think with Kyler Murray, I mean, where are we shifting to? Because I feel like you take away the running aspect of Kyler Murray and you're getting a back-end QB1, you know, that's not quite the same same type player. Yeah, I think that you really do need to consider moving off of Kyler. And he still has a ton of value in the league, but he's really shaky down the stretch here. I, I think you're looking at, uh, you know, another QB. We, we talked a little bit about Geno Smith or Tua maybe Trevor, somebody that's a QB one this year, but has a bright future as well that you could pivot off of. Uh, and then, you know, we, we, we said Herbert as well. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you, you hyped him up as a buy. He had another kind of off week as well. He'd be a great buy and he's getting Mike Williams and Keenan Allen back. Could you, right. could you pivot off Kyler for Justin Herbert? I don't know. There's some tough decisions there, but looking at 
Arizona for a second. There's a couple of things that I think we need to consider with Ertz out and kind of a shaky Kyler situation. One guy I like is Rondale Moore. The other is Keontae Egram. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that James Conner um, does look healthy. He did score two touchdowns. He looks like something that could be reliable if you need a RB2 or flex in your lineup. But I really like Keontae Ingram and Rondale Moore to soak up um, some of the the targets that were lost by Ertz. And kind of another breaking news, Eno Benjamin was straight up released by Arizona. So it does look Shocker. like Keontae yeah, I know. I just like out of nowhere, he's gone off the team. That does say they, they have some faith in both James Conner and I think Keontae Ingram, who I think really does have both rushing and receiving skills, could step into that role. And uh, again, next man up, like we've been talking about every week on the pod. Mm-hmm. You know, Daryl Williams may or may not come back here in a couple of weeks, but in the meantime, Keontae Ingram could get a chance to really step up and show up. Yeah, another quick injury. Jerry Judy, mild ankle injury. If you were on a rebuilding team and you want to cut points off your roster and want some some youth, I mean, Jerry Judy was on the verge, in my opinion, of breaking out here in the second half. You know, back-to-back wide receiver two weeks. He was starting to look real good and get some chemistry there. And I think he's going to be out a couple of weeks here. It looks like, you know, they say week-to-week, but a mild ankle injury is going to definitely hamper him quite a bit. Uh, John, the interesting thing that I want to talk about is is – a lot of people this time of year are more free to give up that 23 first. They're more willing to go out there and say, you know what? Like, I'm all in. I want to win. I'm going to trade my 23 first. We've advocated holding on to them. Um, I want to talk about a couple aspects of the 23 first. For me right now, John, and it's week 11, so I know it's kind of hokey, but I have 11 players that I value over the 101. That is it. And you can debate some of these, you know, but there are 11 guys who today, if you came to me with the 101, uh, that, you know, if I'm middle of the pack, I know it's team dependent, but I'd be like, I'd prefer these guys over the 101, but it's close. So I still have Allen and Mahomes in a tier by themselves with Jalen Hurts right there. Like Jalen Hurts and, and Justin Jefferson are right there. I have those guys as my top four. I still would, I still would prefer Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Jamar Chase, and then... The next three you could debate a little bit, but for me, I've moved Fields up to nine, Kyler at ten, and Deshaun okay. Watson at eleven. So those okay. are the eleven guys for me, and that's crazy because when when Saquon came out, when Zeke came out, we were talking about second rounders, and I I'm okay having Bijan in that top yeah. twelve already. And this the reason I'm bringing that up is guys, tank. For Bijan, just literally. <laughs> just do it. Go yeah. do it. I have so many people, they're like, Dad, I'm on the fence. Right now I have the 102, and the guy wants to trade me Chase for Jefferson, but I think Jefferson's better. Bro, the difference between the 101 and the 102 is legendary at this point. If you yes. can cut off 30 points a week in the next four weeks, and that's going to get you Bijan instead of you know Stroud, Young, or, or Gibbs, I think it's worth it, man. Like I'm trying to actively, that's why I'm saying if you are like in a situation where you have, you know, a wide receiver or running back, who's not going to be on your team next year, get Cooper cup tank, get Dallas Goddard, put yourself in a position for the one Oh one. Yeah. Look, I, I've been talking about this guy all over the place. I've been practically like leading the Bijan fan club but he's absolutely worth it. I'm completely bought in on this guy, the best running back prospect that we've seen in quite some time, kind of in that Saquon range. And I think you, you, you put this out there in a post, like you were kind of thinking about maybe Saquon or JT there, maybe mm-hmm. AJ Brown or Tua. There's yep. a couple other guys you could throw in there, but I'm with you. I think Bijan, even if you don't agree with the talent, the market value is going to be late first for mm-hmm. startups, maybe early second, but you're right there. That's the kind of value you're going to have in the 101. If you could find any way to get it, he's almost in a tier all by himself, in my opinion. Absolutely worth going to acquire that. And you know, I think we're going to talk about this in a little bit. We did run a mock draft. Most all the mock drafts that I see, whether it's a Spash Patreon mock draft or an analyst league, an analyst league mock draft, Bijan's been going 101 in all of them. Yeah, and, and I think with, I mean, he belongs there. The, really the other thing is you got to look at your league. Like I had a guy message me today and he's like, ah, you know what? I'm like, I'm currently the, it'll be the 10, 
you know, the 105. I'm okay with that. And I'm like, bro, look at the points possible. You know, it's 50, right. Po- right. It's 50 points between you at 105, which is tier two between that and, you know, being at the 102, which I think the 102, I mean, Bryce Young goes to the right situation and that is an early second startup pick. Like, we're not talking yeah. about rookie picks. These are startup picks, man. Like, if you yeah. can sell some pieces and put yourself into position, I can't say that enough. You and I in our, you know, in our in our year one punts and our, you know, rebuilding teams are really just trying to shed points. We're just trying to to push it off there and make sure we are locked into those spots. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's just, I think it's just, you got to play chess when they're playing checkers. The other thing I do is I try to look at those guys that are in the middle that I might already own there first, if you're in a rebuild, and I offer them Cooper Cup because that's going to make, if you own there first, it's going to make them, you know, think they're getting something by Cooper Cup, but you're making that first. So you win twice, right? Like you get a guy like, love it. you know, you get, let's just say you get Brandon Ayuk in a 24 first for Cooper Cup. That's great. Then his 23 first keeps getting worse and worse and worse over these last four weeks. And I think it's an opportunity for you to really, you know, make some headway. Yeah, exactly right. Be creative. This is a good time of year to make those moves. Guys are making the last push for the playoffs and willing to deal their picks. And, you know, like you said, not only is it Bijan, but I have a tier of the top four players. If you can get into the top four of this rookie draft it is just going to be special players elite values you, you mentioned bryce young cj stroud and jameer gibbs having that mm-hmm. top tier as well and you look at the the as it stands today the nfl draft order houston texans drafting number one and the las vegas raiders drafting number two imagine mm-hmm. a situation where the texans get stroud and the raiders let's say they go and pick up bryce young can you imagine that situation Yep. Wow. It, that would that, be fun. I mean, it's, and they're already talking about it. You know what I mean? And I think that's, that's the exciting part. And these 23 firsts are just accumulating value and they're, they're moving up and up. Uh, why don't we talk a little bit about the mock that you're doing? You know what I mean? I, I think, you know, you've, you've released your rankings and I think every single week, you know, you just keep updating things and what's going on. If you guys aren't following that from John, you should be, I mean, we're injury lawyers, but I mean, I, I could, I could be suing you guys if, for your fantasy teams for not paying attention to this. Cause this is literally the type of stuff that's just difference making. So talk to me a little bit about how this mock is going on so far. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun and this is one of the benefits of being at smash Patreon. I found some guys that know what they're doing and wanted to participate in this mock draft that we did. And this is really important to start getting an early read on who these players are, what the kind of values they could have, who and, and what is going to go in the first round and, and just kind of assess the values and who these players are. So quick shout out to Vince, Mike or nerd boy. Yeah. Uh, Commissioner Breeze got in on this. Brian Russell and Wacy Russell are both involved in this. So we had a lot of fun. We actually did three rounds of this mock drop. I'm going to post it here right after the show uh, and put a thread out on some of these players and picks. Maybe starting to look at this first round. This is starting to solidify a little bit for me and some of the other analysts that are out there. I mentioned the top four in my rankings. They were, in fact, the first four off the board. So Bijan went 101. Bryce Young was actually the second guy off the board to Nerd Boy. He really is all about Bryce Young. I can understand it. I had the opportunity at 103 to get C.J. Stroud. He's still my QB1. I think he's the Heisman favorite, and I love the tools that he has. And then Wacy did the right thing in my mind and grabbed Jameer Gibbs there at 104. Then it starts to get a little more interesting, right? Uh, but I got to give Commissioner Breeze a little credit. At 105, he went with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Some people have dropped him down a bit more, but JSN, as everyone remembers, outperformed two first-round wide receiver draft picks from Ohio State last year, outperformed Alave, outperformed Garrett Wilson. So the, we know the talent's there. He hasn't been on the field, but – Breeze stuck with the talent, went with JSN. Then we saw two running backs go, 106 and 107. So Sean Tucker and Zach Evans. For me, I think those are the right picks in that part of the draft and that tier two of running backs in my mind. They've really looked good. Uh, I have a couple of concerns that I see here and there, but in general, 
look like tremendous running back prospects coming out. Then we saw three wide receivers go off the board from there. I love this one. Breeze took Quentin Johnston at 108. Wasey then followed that up with Jordan Addison, the Blitnikoff Award winner from last year, has put up crazy production again this year at USC. And then I was able to get Kayshawn Boutte uh, at 110. And again, this guy was being talked about as the potential wide receiver one at one point in time because mm-hmm. of the talent that he's displayed. This is betting on talent over the production that we've seen this year. You kind of have to overlook the LSU passing offense. Jaden Daniels hasn't exactly done him any favors. And then closing out the first round, again, this is kind of where it starts to get even more interesting, a little bit more unpredictable. But we saw Nerd Boy pick up the tank, Tank Bixby, there out of Auburn. So I just fourth, love that name. Yeah, just, <laughs> just built to be a running back, born, born to be one. Uh, so he was the fourth – actually, sorry, the fifth running back up the board at 111. And then I really love this last pick by V. Pizzle, Josh Downs, to close out – the first round. I mean, I was considering Josh Downs a couple of picks earlier versus Keishon Boutte. He keeps putting up production there at UNC, had a couple more touchdowns mm-hmm. this past year, this past week. So really loved I mean, this first round, crazy amount of talent. Well, the just, biggest takeaway that I'm getting from that, John, is like yeah. we talk about people at this time of year, and and you know I I started it, and you I mean that's great assessment there completely. I think this is the time of year where someone's like, you know what, I'll pay a 23 first for Chris Godwin because he's going to put me over the top. Right. I'll pay a 23 right. first, and like this is yeah. this is not the year to do that if you can make a smarter cheaper move you know there's guys that we have really hit on where if you're going to pay a 23 first for you know a josh jacobs to put you over the top just go out there and pay two-thirds for a foreman or even a 24 yeah. second Hold you know what i mean like let, let's buy some production from a non you know and I, I know we had that on with jordan mcnamara don't worry about the profile right now like don't worry about the person you're buying buy the production jeff wilson yes. you know Get the production right, because right. you're going to get that Good in advice. there, you know. And I think we all want to buy Dalvin Cook and we all want to buy Joe Mixon. And if you get them cheap, so be it, you know. And I think that's a a great way to do it. But I think the the days of just saying, you know what, it's the 111 or the 112 or maybe even the 110. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just said Booty went at what 110? 110, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, crazy. dude, if you have a chance to get a player like that at 110, you know, like, let's start talking about trading your 24 first instead let's start talking about trading a pair of 23 seconds which they're going to be nice too but it's like don't overdo it with them 23 first don't buy don't give a 23 first for prep you know pat fryermuth right now trying to fill in that gap because you lost dallas goddard don't give a 23 first just trying to get you know somebody that's in that range you understand what i'm saying like a 23 first right now for for a guy like you know, Chris Godwin or, or DJ Moore, that kind of makes me sick. Like I, I, yeah. I see the writing on the wall. You're going to regret that. You're going to feel like that is not what you were trying to do. And, and I know mm-hmm. that's where normal years, I would say, you know what, that 22 first, I was throwing that out there for, for these guys every single day. Right. Because we knew that was that 110 area where, what were you getting this year? You know, you were getting Dotson, yeah. you were getting Pickens, no slam dunk prospects. You know, you were just getting right. a nice little piece. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to come back to the 23 seconds for just a minute here. If you just can't seem to acquire the 23 first, it's just so high. Nobody wants to part with them at this point. I kind of get it. But I'm going to say that these early 23 seconds are almost like equivalent value of a late first this year in 2022. There were some guys available that you know, going through these mock drafts really helps you understand the value of these 23 seconds. So Michael Mayer went early in the first. Then we saw running backs like Zach Charbonnet, Blake Corum, who's in the Heisman contention at Michigan, Kendall Milton out of Georgia. These guys are ballers and are available in the early second. There was wide, wide receivers that were still going off the board. I'm like, wow, this guy's still available in the second. And by the way, we didn't even get to the other QB tier. Guys like Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, there's Hendon Hooker. All these guys went in the second round. These guys could be first-round NFL draft picks. Mm-hmm. They could rise up in the rankings too. So the value of these 23 seconds is actually something to consider, especially given the current market value and price associated with those 23 ones. I like it a lot. 
you know, I, I, the, my phone is blowing up with Cooper Cup offers. So I'm like checking down <laughs> yeah, here, yeah, seeing if yeah. I can make something happen. Uh, you know, you it's, do it. It, it is, you, this is the time where you really separate yourselves. You put yourself into that situation. And I mean, guys, if you can go out there and get those 23 first, I'm, I'm, John's been hitting straight home runs with that. You know, we've been hitting home runs on telling you who to go out there and buy. And it's just been, it's been a fun time of year because I get so many messages of like, dad, I can't believe you guys were ahead of the curve on this guy, ahead of the curve on that guy. You know, and we were, we were saying to sell DeAndre Swift before last week. We were saying to sell Leonard Fournette. We were saying to sell a lot of guys, you know, injuries happen. And that's not what we're, Mm -hmm. we're, we're trying to, you know, take a victory lap on. But, like, if you can get some insulation, you can make some moves, and you can really just pick up value, that's how, that's how winning is done. You know what I mean? Like, that's where we get. The other guy that I'm really concerned about, John, that I keep getting mm-hmm. questions nonstop is Matthew Stafford. He's in concussion yep. protocol. I mean, if he doesn't get concussed, maybe Cooper Cup's still there. Oh, you know? That's but hard to think about. Yeah. What do you do with Matthew Stafford right now? I have so many people asking, you know, like, today – I got an offer. A guy lost Cooper Cup, so he messaged me, and he's like, "I I think I was floating Jalen Hurts out there." He goes, "Stafford, Najee, and a 24 first. and I was like, "Nope." Could you imagine in April if we were talking that I way? Know. You know, I, know. I mean, it's it's like, what do we do with Matthew Stafford right now? I, I think he's really a hold if you have him, and I'm frankly, I just can't buy the guy anymore. Why would you? The offensive line is in shambles. He just lost his best weapon. He's QB the, the, 25, John. The, the, yeah, the Rams He's not even a QB disarray. 2. Yeah, it's amazing just the difference a year makes in the NFL. You know, Super Bowl caliber mm-hmm. team under Sean McVay. Now they're just kind of in disarray. So I don't think that you can buy him. I don't. I, I wouldn't get cute and try to go pick him up. And fantasy playoffs, you're looking at Green Bay, Denver, and the Chargers. Those are three no, of thanks. the toughest defenses yeah. to go about. He has a nice stretch here for the next couple of weeks. I think Allen Robinson could be a nice little fill-in. You know, I think Ben Skoranek is like that guy that you just kind of throw in there at the end. Uh, maybe Van Jefferson bounces back. Yeah, but maybe. it's like maybe Higby becomes that guy. Kyron I, Williams could be interesting, you know, for just, getting for cheap. But I, I'm, I'm staying away from the Rams. Completely, completely. And I'm yeah, like – just I'm off. I'm making moves right now where – I have a lot of teams where Stafford's my QB two, you know, and I've I've made moves to get Geno Smith. That's that was the biggest thing. We've been mm-hmm. on that for six yes. weeks now. Yes, where we're sir. like, go get Geno Smith. But I'm in a move now where if I have Matthew Stafford, I am trading for Marcus Mariota. Like that's he has been a top twelve quarterback. You know, like I'm making a move where I'm yeah. he's he's QB eleven right now. Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins is still cheap. Tom Brady yeah, has looked better get, than right? Stafford. I mean, like, yeah. I don't that you, you got to hold him, do, but but yeah, you're not going to get value. Well, and if you could sell him, you got to kind of convince another GM that next year things will be different, right? Mm-hmm. Sean McVay is going to get things back together. Stafford and Cup will both be there. I believe we'll that have a chance to this, fix the line. It's like, tied in that's the line and the elbow. Like the future, right? That's it. Yeah, and so I think that he has a chance to fully recover in the offseason as well as Cup. Who, again, like we said, not a huge injury there. The Rams, I have to think, with that offensive mind like McVay, will get things together. So that's the thing to consider. But, I mean, as a contender, stay the heck away. Maybe on a rebuild, you could get them for really cheap, take advantage of the, the huge dip in the value there. But, you know, I'm, I'm probably holding if I have Stafford on my team, if, if I could possibly avoid selling them for too low. Mm-hmm. On, the, on the flip side here, and I know, you know, we, we, we covered the injuries there. Guy coming back from injury. Someone that we were like, you know what? It just takes some kind of shot in the arm. He's a second-half type player. Jeff Saturday takes over. By Man, I love this Jeff Saturday you know, like idea of, I don't really care you know, what you think about me. I'm a man. I know how to lead people. I'm going to go out there and do it. I think this Jeff Saturday coaching thing yeah, might respect. shake up the NFL where we stop recycling garbage coach is just because you know what i mean you need yeah. a guy that goes out there and he makes matt ryan the quarterback again matt ryan goes out and has a good week and jonathan taylor is back jonathan oh, taylor so good to looked phenomenally busted that 66 yarder yeah. you know he goes up and for what over a buck 40 another touchdown mm-hmm. and i think you know if you if you went out there and you bought jonathan taylor 
on at a discount. Congratulations Congrats. to you. Yeah. You know, and I th- I think that's going to be a nice little second half stretch, just like he's had his rookie year, just like he did last year. Yeah, and you know what, JT was the true workhorse, right? Like. We were worried that, I don't know, maybe they'll ease him back in. He was on the field for 100% of the plays. 100%. And, you know, yeah, Naheem Hines is gone as well. And, you know, Deion Jackson was a little banged up. I guess that Wilkins may have come in for a couple of um, plays, but I think JT was still out there. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, he, he's looking fantastic. And with Matt Ryan, you just have a little bit more comfort in the offense. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Saturday is kind of out there to prove himself. You can actually see some – strong fantasy production from JT down the stretch. And like you said, Matty Ice might actually be someone you pivot off of Stafford to mm-hmm. in a pinch, right? Maybe play matchups there if, he, if he's your QB3. So I, I'm with you. I mean, it was nice to see the Colts kind of turn things around a little bit there. Yeah, it's it's just that weird time of year here where we're just like, you, you know, you got you to gotta be able to commit. If you're going to mm-hmm. – I had a guy message me in Smash 2. He said, hey – Dad, love the content. Everything's great. I wish I would have had a little bit more foresight and pivoted out earlier. You know, I had a guy in one of my, my uh, home leagues that I actually I took over as commissioner for, for a friend of mine. And he's like, Dad, love the content. How do you come up with your breakouts? How do you predict, you know, what you guys are going to talk about? Who are those buys? And, and I think that's something that you and I have discussed in the past where, you know, you're, you're – you're trying to see the writing on the wall, and not all fantasy owners see that. And I think you and I and Mung can see that ahead of time sometimes. Talk to me a little bit about your process with that, because people are like, how did you guys know that Jalen Hurts was going to hit this year? How did you know ETN was, you know, how did you know these guys were going to hit? And it's like, our hit rate this year is better than yeah. ever. You know, but yeah. like, people are asking, what are you just making mm-hmm. gut calls? Are you just, you know, like, is there a process? Right, right, and we, you know, we try to stay humble, right? Um, but we're, we're here that to, to help right. you all out. So these so, are these yeah. aren't brags. This is a matter yeah, of like we're proud this of it, is though, What right? we're trying to do, yeah, we're, you know, it's hard to predict this game. It's it's so chaotic and and again very unpredictable. So we're proud of a lot of the takes that we have on the Smash Pod, many of which were just throughout last week. Hit it was it was fun to watch that, and so you know you you try to produce results. So number one got to get in a community whether it's smash patreon community or something else right but jump in we're here to help you right we've been doing this a long time i've been playing fantasy football for now over a decade we may be boomers here we're older but you know what that's experience and you you just get a feel for when things are changing on teams we have our finger on the pulse we're studying box scores we're looking at data and we're talking to each other hey what did you think about this uh, did you ever watch film on that guy? Mm-hmm. What do you think is happening here with the coaching staff or the offensive line? And, and we just digest all this information. We kind of live and breathe this stuff because it's fun. It's a hobby. We enjoy it. But you know, you, you really have to either put yourself out there and, and really um, learn to kind of be a student of the game and, and learn about how these NFL offenses work and how all these different things impact players. Or if you don't have the time, you don't have the energy, Call the Smash Law Firm. We'll help you with your injuries. Send us DMs. Get into Patreon like ours. And just start mixing it up. What's been so much fun to watch, Dad, is the guys that are asking the most basic questions early on. And, of course, you're patient with these guys because we want to help people learn. Now they're the ones in the chat that are helping other people because after you see so many different trades, you kind of get a good, strong feel for what players are worth. You Mm -hmm. can always glance at a calculator. But you get a gut feel for what is a good trade, what is a bad trade. And it's fun to watch these these kind of these people develop. And now they're the ones that are helping the, the newbies in Dynasty. So it's been a lot of fun. That's kind of my view on it. I love that. And unfortunately, we've been turning people away from the Smash Patreon because we have not set up yeah. a Discord. When the season is over, you know, like right now, it, it has gone from something where you and I talked a year ago, you're like, ah, I don't think it's going to work. And then I was like, dude, it's just blowing up and it's it making really a community has. and everybody's, you know, we got, we're, we're launching a second podcast out of it with guys from the Patreon, you know? And yep. I think, you know, there's been a shout out to fantasy nerd boy, you know, who's going to be on tonight when, when we talk with Mung and, and Adam, but it's like, we're going to talk about just straight trades, but he's really, 
him and I have talked a lot about market values, right? Like a lot of people get stuck right. in their ways of this is my player, this is what he's worth, this is you got to shift with the market, you know, and you got to yep. get ahead of the market. Got to be decisive. And I I think to answer that question, that's the biggest thing for me, right? Is like mm-hmm. seeing where the market is, playing the market, you know, you have tools like Dynasty Trade Calculator, like Keep Trade Cut, like, you know, Dynasty Twitter where you can see the writing on the wall. You can see, okay, you know, Jonathan Taylor value is dipped but the Mm -hmm. talent is still there now jeff saturday's taken over it only makes sense right you know like Najee harris looked better than than he has in weeks because he was he was rested and they're kind of coming out of a bye you know and there there's things like in the offseason you're looking for glimpses of of you know what you can see where a guy looks like he has that high production profile and he's had an injury. I mean, there's so many little things that go into that, and we'll continue to elaborate that on that over the you know the course of the next several months here. But guys, hit us up with these trades over the next you know two three Absolutely. weeks here. And a lot of you have really reached out and said, Dad, you know, check out my roster. Like, should mm-hmm. I even be going for this or should I just be pushing myself back? You know, the other thing sometimes we talk about twenty three ones. If you're five and five or six and four and you're kind of a pretender, now is the time you can get that 23 first back and improve the value of that. You know, if you are, you have to assess it. You have to look where you're at. You know, like, are you in a situation where, you know, you've lucked out? I've lost five matchups this week where I was second or third in points. You know, oh, like, yeah. Big, big production for and push for median scoring. You know, that's one thing that I've, yeah. I'm in a lot of leagues. I really enjoy it. I thought I was going to hate it. I love mm-hmm. it. You know, where the bottom six teams get a loss, the top six teams in scoring get a win on top of your, your, you know, your matchup. And I think it really just kind of, you know, puts some of that luck out there. But guys, if you can get your 23 first back and you're five and five and you can in the next four weeks, push that to the 104 you just won now we're you talking. just got yourself yeah. into a situation where you're going to mm-hmm. be geared up anything Sounds else to dumb. drop on this i mean guys i i think the phone number again it's the fours it's 444-444-4444 you guys deal that i mean it's going to be ringing off the hook guys i mean this is going to be yeah. a, a crazy day i feel bad for that guy but you know when you talk to him sell him tell him you know that john and dad sent you and they'll they'll know what's up yeah look we're here to help whether it's the injuries with the Smash Law Firm or helping you make that playoff run or, again, helping you with the rebuild or a punt and all these 2023 picks. Look for my thread on that here later today. But, again, reach out. And, and again, just as we've been speaking here on the pod, I've got DMs blowing up to trade offers are coming in. Don't panic on these injuries, but take advantage of them. These are opportunities whether you want to buy or sell Cooper Cup or Dallas Goddard which side are you on? Are you continuing rebuilding? Take a look at buying on a discount or selling and getting what you can. Get creative. Get those conversations going with the other league mates. Kind of know their tendencies, what they're willing to do. How do you, how do you potentially help them and help your team at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Those are the kind of deals that typically work out and foster like a good repeat opportunity for trades in the future. So those are the kinds of things that we'd love to talk through with you. Reach out anytime. You can find me at Dynasty underscore trades. I got to say, guys, I mean, you know, this is one of our favorite episodes to do these things when we're talking about trades here. Be purposeful and have a direction. That's the biggest thing. People just making trades. Uh, At Brian Russell just wrote, he goes, you guys wearing... Are you guys wearing suit pants too? I'm not wearing any pants. You know, like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do have my slippers on, Brian. So. <laughs> we, we, yeah, that's how we get down. But guys, you know, have a purpose and be directional. That's how you win in Dynasty. That's how you never find yourself in that, you know, that no man's land that we talk. You want to be top three, bottom three. No one wants to be in that middle six. That's where you want to avoid being. Thanks again for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the process.